Christian. It's time for the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline with Yancey Porter, Gary Darby, and Gordon Ford. Around fakes left, goes right himself. He's to the end zone. Touchdown, Ole Miss. Giving you the lowdown on the mighty Rebels for the past 25 years. Near side, there's a pitch. It's on the turf, and the Rebels recover it. Make your voice heard. Be part of the show by texting 662-426-1093. Touchdown! John Rice Plumley faked it to Connor off the left side, kept it around the end, and takes it to the powder blue house. 662-426-1093. And here it is. We're underway in the Sugar Bowl. And here's your host, Gary Darby. Well, here we go, and ready to start the month of October with our Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm Gary Darby, Yancey Porter, Gordon Ford. We're all in studio. Hi, boys. How are we? Wonderful. Doing great, my man. All right, let's get this started. As uh, we watched Saturday, Alabama gets the 42-21 win over the Rebels. We're getting ready for the Razorbacks, and we will do uh, a little bit of conversation about all of that on today's program. We do have, coming up on the show, as always, Harry's Corner coming up with Harry Harrison of the Ole Miss Radio Network. We'll get text messages, and we've got some of those on as uh, we speak. So 426-1093 is where you need to go. We'll also have the Rebel Injury Report. We'll have Danny West with hogsports.com red and blue chips the recruiting segment presented by Oxford Ortho with Yancey the good bad and ugly sponsored by Big Delta Power Sports but we're going to open it up with a little bit of Lane's takes by First South Farm Credit they've got everything for you go check them out at First South Farm Credit what we're going to do is play you some comments from the head coach and then discuss them just a little bit because I'm sure, you know, Yancey, you read all of the statements that were put out by people on message boards, right? Oh, yeah. And and we all have in different things. I'm sure Arkansas is seeing a lot of the similar ones. Let's open with this one, fourth downs and analytics from the head coach. Sure, you know, got killed on going for it on fourth down, but, you know, that's analytics. We believe in our players, and it doesn't work all the time. And so when it works or when it doesn't work and you follow the book, you know, it doesn't look good. So, but also, it's why it's analytics, you know, not just doing whatever you want to do because you can easily get a punt blocked. You can return a, give up a punt return, you know, for net of nothing and be exactly the same. So, Guys, in, in eight years of being around the NBA, I learned that word analytics a lot. You know, you're doing your pregame show, your halftime show, you're doing whatever, and you're talking about this guy's shooting percentage compared to there, and inside the three-point arc is back. Now we're looking, it's all over football as well. You go for it on fourth and three, you do this and you do that. And I've seen national reporters, guys, come up with uh, his going for it, right, even at the 50 only determine the outcome of the game by about 2%. His going for it from the 38, his own 38, only changed the outcome of that game by another 3% or so. It's just obviously magnified when it does not work. And that's the point that I think Lane makes. And and look, if that's his game plan, and it is, and it's going to be his game plan against Arkansas. It was a game plan against Tulane. It was a game plan, you know, against Austin P. You're going to go for it. You're going to believe in your players, and you're going to go. Players know that, and now in those critical situations, players just have to make plays. And Alabama yep. made the better plays. They did. They did. We'll talk a little difference of opinion coming up on this third comment here, but I, I, I totally agree. 
going forward. Maybe that time on the 22, 23 after they got up 14, 21, right, nothing right. on your own. Maybe that one time. But the rest of them, look, you're playing Alabama. Like you said, when you punt the balls, like turning it over. And Ole Miss wasn't stopping Alabama too many times. So you might as well go for it. I have no problem with that. It's just who they decided to put the ball in the hands when they did go for it that I disagreed with. That's right. We're going to get your question later. I'm going to get Gordon's thoughts after this one from Coach Kiffin. I tell it how it is, good and bad. We got dominated up front. So that ain't hard to, to see. I'm sure you saw it out watching. You know, Matt didn't have very much time. We had negative runs. Um, guys in the backfield. So, again, that's not us doing a good, very good job. And it's also, you know, credit to a really good defense. I think that uh, Alabama's defense was uh, incredible. And he's talked about, you know, not getting a lot of yards. But I question in some ways, you know, you've got Snoop Connor. You had a couple of fourth and ones there. He wasn't in on that. When he was in the game, it seemed like in the last, you know, series in uh, the third quarter, the fourth, whenever they put him in, it seemed like the entire time he was there, he took him down the field, and they ended up scoring points. And that's just my question about what's going on there. Well, we'll answer that even further because Yancey asks this question, and I'm going to give him his props too. How do you balance going up-tempo um, when you're in a situation on short yardage situations and not having someone like Snoopy and not allowing the defense to substitute to actually put him in? That's a great question, and we talk about that. You know, you give up a lot when you sub because now they can bring in bigger people. You know, they can get aligned, and, um, you know, over time we've been really good in those situations. That was discouraging when they stopped us in short yardage, you know. Um and I even got discouraged why we threw later on another one. You know, unfortunately, you don't get to look at the tape right at that time to realize, hey, there's one thing that that happens on it. Not only is it the first down, that stop, you know, on the first year is the touchdown, you know, and the guy makes an unbelievable play on it. Um, so, you know, that's why you wish you, you could see the replays to know that. Got about one minute there, Yancey. Well, I, I I totally agree with what he's saying, not allowing the defensive uh, to get their personnel in. But we saw when you're playing a power team like Alabama, we saw what Snoop did. He came in three times on third downs, including one on the touchdown there, where they did allow Alabama's defense to bring the personnel, and he got it. He, he got the first downs and the touchdown with ease. Absolutely. All right. We'll come back with more. Harry Harrison joins us on the other side. We're off and running with the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Stay with us. Cannon Motors is excited to be celebrating 65 years of serving you and your family. From the time my dad started Cannon Motors in 1957, our goal has been to provide you with the best customer experience possible. Allow us to continue to serve you by contacting Cannon Chevrolet of Oxford to bring home a new Tahoe or Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet. Find new roads. What does the farm mean to you? Maybe it's a piece of land for production, crops, or cattle. Or maybe the farm is just a place you can go to relax or enjoy the outdoors. Whatever the farm means to you, First South Farm Credit can help you finance or refinance that perfect piece of land. 
We've been financing farms and land since 1916 with competitive rates and flexible terms. For more information, go to FirstSouthland.com. Equal housing lender. Cannon Cleary McGraw is ranked Oxford's number one real estate firm because of fans like you. The agents of Cannon Cleary McGraw are true experts in their field, and it shows with hundreds of five-star reviews and unwavering commitment to their clients. Cannon Cleary McGraw experts specialize in game day condos, seasonal townhomes, and high-end single-family homes. If you are on the sidelines and ready to get in the game, give a Cannon Cleary McGraw agent a call today at 662-371-1000. Tilt the odds in your favor of getting what you want with the best service in Oxford at Cannon Cleary McGraw real estate. If you're in the market for a fine piece of jewelry, there's only one name to know. Van Atkins. Serving its customers since 1939, Van Atkins has been voted the best estate jeweler in Mississippi multiple times. With great locations to serve you in historic downtown New Albany and on the square in Oxford, Van Atkins is the place to go. Whether it's a piece for yourself or for that special someone, Van Atkins is the easy decision. And like Chuck always says, you know she's worth you're listening to the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. Now your hosts, Yancey, Gary, and Gordon. You buy Hammerhead Armor. Hammerhead makes world-class aftermarket automotive bumpers right here in Mississippi. Based in Bay Springs, Hammerhead's CEO is Jamie Holder, a 1985 graduate of Ole Miss and former captain of the Rebel football team. Hammerhead bumpers fits most models and are designed from the ground up with both style and strength in mind. So when it comes to bumpers, the name to know is Hammerhead. You can visit their website at hammerheadarmor.com or visit 24-7 Sports for the Rebel Yell Hotline Rewind, powered by Hammerhead Armor. Also, don't forget to use the code Rebel Yell for an additional 10% off. Again, that is Hammerhead Armor for your truck's bumper needs. Made in Mississippi by Mississippians. And making 610 on your Monday night so much more of a pleasurable thing, Harry Harrison gets to talk with us. Hi, dude. What's up, my man? All is, you know, I mean, we're, we're getting to chat, we're getting to relive, we're getting to get all the feels out and then get ready for Arkansas. We talked to you last week, got to run the football, got to do things at the line of scrimmage, and boy, you know, I, I think we saw still what it takes, not just with Ole Miss, but for the team that, that you're playing this week, Arkansas, and the difference in getting up there truthfully with the big boys and not. Well, we got exposed, obviously, Yancey. Uh, we saw exactly where we are, you know, and that's, you know, 14 games into uh, Coach Lane Kiffin's career here at Ole Miss. We know exactly where we are, and that all comes to recruiting, and there's no magic formula. You just got to got to get good players. Alabama gets them somehow. They're number one in the nation every year. Uh, we won't get into that part of it. We'll let Yancey cover that. But they've got great players, and uh, uh, they just played better than we did on Saturday. Harry, we spoke a little bit at lunch today after the uh, press conference there, and not only did they whip Ole Miss at the line of scrimmage, but a few of those defenders had career days. I mean, not just stat-wise, but just played their best football of their career. Well, you know, last year, uh, Will Anderson, number 31, was on that team, and, and he got better and better as the year wound on. Don't remember him being a force, you know, in 2020 against us here in Oxford, but i got to tell you, Saturday – he was all over the field, and he, uh, uh, you know, Matt Corral, I really thought, might have played one of his best games in, in his career, even though he was running for his life quite a bit. The pass he threw to uh, 
to uh, Braylon Sanders in the end zone, and unfortunately didn't turn into a touchdown because of the drop. But he had to spin away from traffic and actually threw off the back foot for about 50 or 60 yards in the air. Would have been it's unbelievable. Unfortunately, we just didn't finish it. But I thought Matt played very well. We just didn't get a lot of help. Uh, you know, they kept us un- underneath. We didn't get any, any deep balls. And then, of course, the run game, which, which actually starts our passing. I mean, we, we get so much off our play action and RPOs when our run game is going well. And that didn't go well. So uh, therein lies when you get it when you have to drop back and pass, and all they got to do is pin those ears and come after you. It's not going to be a good day, Yancey. Harry, this Gordon Ford, to me, the season's not lost. I mean, Ole Miss could still go win 10, 11 games and have a great season. But I've had a lot of people ask me lately, you know, Snoop Connor seems to gain yards and, you know, do things when he's in there. And also, you're not seeing any of John Rice Plumley, and he came back to be a receiver, and he was supposed to help the team. You know, your thoughts on what's going on with those guys and, you know, just moving forward. Well, I, I don't have any thoughts on John Rice. Obviously, he's a, he's a, a rebel and he's a player and he's out there and I see him in practice and he's got a lot of ability. But you know, so do those guys that are playing ahead of him. So uh, that's not my call there. I'm not going to dive into that. But Snoop Connor and, and Yancey and I spoke about this earlier today. You know, we normally bring Snoop in in that in that second half. He's got fresh legs. He runs very hard. Yeah, would, would, would he have been a, the guy on that fourth down run down on the five yard line? Well, everybody would say yes. But you know, we were in tempo. We had Alabama back on their heels. Do you stop and bring him in? Allow them to make substitutions? You know, that's the sixty-four thousand dollar question. Had we gone on and scored, it wouldn't have been this question, right? But we didn't. And yes, obviously, the the, the glaring uh, part was we, we could have used the two hundred twenty pound back versus 190 pound back but that game's over with and uh guess what let's don't get me twice talking about alabama let's talk about arkansas very good point let's move to that now uh, as as we get there i was able to watch you know the georgia and arkansas game georgia only threw it for 72 yards because as we've been talking about line of scrimmage is where that game was won and lost in athens just like the one was won and lost in tuscaloosa how do you see arkansas bouncing back as well let's talk arkansas from that perspective because they've got to kind of do the same thing Ole Miss does Arkansas is very similar to Ole Miss. I think our quarterback is uh, is light years ahead of where they are, but they've got one go-to receiver that we all know about. Obviously, it's extremely good. He's as good as anybody in the, in the SEC, Traylon Burks. They're going to try to get him the ball at 6'3 and 225. He's a difference maker outside. Got a little scat back in the backfield. I mean, Traylon Smith, who's 5'9", 190, and they're going to they're gonna do like the Rebels do. They're going to try to run. They're going to try to beat you on the ground. They want to take the air out of it. They want to keep the old Miss offense on the sideline, so they're going to try to run it. Got a big old offensive line, big tight end that they're going to run some RPOs, some bootlegs, try to get back and get the quarterback out in space and dump it off out to him. I mean, we've seen through the years how Arkansas uses that tight end on those bootlegs with blocks down and, and, and slides out in the flat, and that's been open for a long time. And a lot of different tight ends have really made a lot of ground off of that, but they're continuing to do that. This quarterback runs it well. He's banged up. Don't know exactly what his game time status will be. Maybe the, the guy you all have on later can tell you that. But uh, obviously, he's a Mississippi kid. We're, you know, we're talking about K.J. Jefferson from over at Sardis, Mississippi, and North Panola. Uh, big kid, 6'3". Got him listed at 245. He looks every bit of that. So uh, when you come up and tackle him, you're going to have to make sure that you got your head right because he is uh, he's a load. But uh, that, Arkansas is like, like Ole Miss. They want to they run it. 
that they want to set up play action with the run, and and that's exactly what really makes us go. If we had to you know stand back and throw it fifty or sixty times, we probably wouldn't be as productive as we are once we were able to run it. You're not just looking at some stats for all you stats crunchers. You know the the rushing the rushing yards per game not too far differently. Arkansas rushing at two twenty three and the Rebels at two forty three. The big difference is when it comes to throwing the football. Uh, the Rebels are averaging three hundred five through the air and uh, the, our, the Razorbacks averaging one ninety two. So that's a big discrepancy. Obviously, uh, those those stats changed a lot playing Arkansas, playing uh, Alabama and Georgia over the weekend. But you know similar offenses. Defensively, obviously, we know last year, you know, really set the tone for Matt. Had it had his worst day ever as a Rebel, obviously. They were dropping eight in coverage, and he was trying to throw into it. Learned a lot from that, moved on from it. We're obviously going to see it again. Three-man front, two inside backers, and then a plethora of outside backers or six defensive backs. And that's kind of what the Rebels are playing also. It's not counting exactly what we're playing. So who stops the run? That's the key. Uh, and then if, uh, you know, we cut down all the mistakes that we did ahead in Fayetteville last year, then I, I like the Rebels on Saturday. But that last year was a learning experience, even though we turned it over, I think, six interceptions and two more fumbles or five interceptions and two fumbles. But we had, we had our opportunities last year, didn't take advantage of that. And we got to definitely cash in come Saturday. Harry, with Arkansas's offense, I'm looking at it, the stats myself, and uh, they're averaging 223 running, 192 passing. Do you think Ole Miss is going to stay in that 3-2-6 defense, playing a power team like that? We saw, in my opinion, uh, Ole Miss kind of get uh, not change, not be multiple till the game got out of hand and it was 35 nothing, and Alabama just kept on and on and on in that 3-2-6 until Ole Miss made a couple adjustments. And as we talked about, they put number 11 in there, uh, Keys in there, and then started putting Mark Robinson in there and started going more into a 3-4 to defend that run. Do you think we see that out of the gate, or do you think they're going to start off in that base 3-2-6 again? No, I, I think we'll start off in that base 3 2 to uh, Yancey, but I, what I think you'll see is, I mean, as the game rolled on, we saw Iton, you know, at one of the defensive ends. I mean, you and I have talked about it. Sam Williams is really an outside stand-up linebacker. Obviously, very good pass rusher, but he's playing, with, you know, in a four-point stance. Uh, the, the other side for the Rebels, obviously, is a, is a young man that's even is smaller than him, but a really, really good player. But when you're running right at us, you got to get some more beef in there, right? So that that's yeah. where that's where the bigger guys. Uh, came in and really helped. Uh, you know, even though it was in the second half, we kind of finally went to the. In fact, we even moved uh, uh, Quentin Bivens out to the DN and put a different defensive tackle. Obviously, uh, uh, twenty-two will help us. Uh, uh, yeah. Obviously, a big two three hundred pound can be a DN or a nose tackle. So, I think what we will do is we'll mix and match those bigger guys certainly quicker than we did Saturday against Alabama. Good point. All right, buddy. Thanks, as always, for joining us. We look forward to chatting with you next week, okay? Man, we look forward to it. Let's be talking about a W, too. How about, how about that? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I'm all no for question. that. We'll get more into the Arkansas talk. we got about a minute left to go here, guys. But, you know, the Arkansas passing defense numbers are a little bit misleading to the fact that they're only giving up 192.6. I said it earlier. Georgia only had to throw it for 72 yards and 137 and nothing. So their pass defense is good. As Lane says, they play so hard is is 
what they do. They are out there playing hard. I think Ole Miss is going to be able to find a way to pass the football on Saturday. Yeah, they're going to have to. The total defense, Arkansas's ninth in the nation and only giving up a little less than 90 yards rushing a game. So, and 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 conversion, their defense is only giving up 28% on third down conversion, 12th in the country. Text messages and injuries come your way next on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. And they smell like ladies lying in the sun. Oxford Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Board Certified Surgeons are specially trained for you and your family. From dad's knee replacement to your son's football injury. Leaders in orthopedic care. Oxford Orthopedic can treat any of your orthopedic needs close to home. Locations in Oxford, Batesville, Grenada, Hernando, Cleveland, Calhoun City, and Pontotoc. Official orthopedic team physicians for Ole Miss Athletics. To make an appointment, call 662-513-2000 or visit OxfordOrtho.org. Looking for the right place to get your game day colors? Rebel Rags has the largest selection of Ole Miss merchandise anywhere, including football jerseys in every size and color. Come grab them while supplies last. Rebel Rags also has game day polos, sideline gear, tailgate items, and more. Famous name brands like Nike, Under Armour, Columbia, Drake, Coliseum, Champion, and Comfort Color T-shirts. Check out Rebel Rags' new entrance off Jackson Avenue with plenty of parking or shop online at rebelrags.net. Rebel Rags, owned and operated by Rebel fans for Rebel fans. Sell them, Molly. Rebel Rags, anything, everything, all. If you were exposed to Paraquat, you may be compensated. Farm workers, herbicide applicators, and other individuals with Parkinson's disease caused by Paraquat exposure may be entitled to settlement benefits and financial compensation. Farmers and agricultural workers who work directly with and around Paraquat are at the greatest risk of being exposed to Paraquat. Exposure is most likely to occur in the following ways. Mixing or loading Paraquat, spraying Paraquat, Maintaining tanks and equipment used to spray Paraquat. Spending time in fields where Paraquat was sprayed. Products that contain Paraquat as an active ingredient may be sold under many different brand names, such as Granite Zone, Cyclone, Helmquat, and Parazone, to name a few. If you or family member have been exposed to Paraquat and developed Parkinson's disease, please call the law office of Dan Mars for free consultation at 1-800-650-2152. That's 1-800-650-2152. More of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors, coming up next. We are back with the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline, Gary Darby, Yancey Porter, Gordon Ford, chatting about a little bit of everything along the way. Text messages are presented by Cannon Cleary McGraw. Check their website, ccmoxford.com. Homes as well as lots, lands, condos for sale in Oxford. Let's go to this one, the first text message which came in at 426-1093. After the humbling defeat Saturday, I look for the offense to come out blazing. You agree? I do. I think it was uh, really bad for Arkansas, probably for Ole Miss to, to lay a stinker like that offensively last week. Really the first time we've seen under Kiffin. I mean, Arkansas had a lot of success creating turnovers last season, but, you know, the first time that Ole Miss has been shut down pretty handily 
in the two years of Kiffin. And I think they're all going to – and look, look, you know Matt Crowell. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder about what happened last year with, I believe, what was it, eight interceptions? He had six interceptions. Six, right? six we had two some, turnovers. Right? Uh, you know, he – and You don't think I, that's been circled on his yeah, calendar for a while? Yeah, I, I do. And I think it's been on, on Kiffin's too. You know, Arkansas made a big stink about it on social media after they beat Ole Miss. I think that stuck and crawled and Kiffin's crawled. You've got to remember now, Kiffin turned them down, Arkansas down, and then they beat him. <laughs> so they had fun with it. I don't think anybody's forgotten. But, hey, Arkansas's been a thorn in Ole Miss's side so, for, what, a decade? Too many times. Yeah. Too many Too times. Since Eli's years, however long, 20 years. Thank you for that, Billy. Clyde comes in with one I think we've already answered, but let's go through it again. It says, hey, guys, since we're in SEC play now, do you think we see more Snoop Connor getting the carries, particularly the tough needed yards? We've talked about it, but this, this is obviously something that the Rebel Nation is wanting to see. Well, I think this was the first game, in my opinion, where just the the it was very a glaring mistake, in my opinion, by not putting him in, regardless if you're giving the the defense time to make substitutions in the past games. You know, uh, Ely and and and. Parrish have done a pretty good job of getting those third down and fourth down conversions. So I, it's going to be interesting. I, I don't. I think Lane uh, is going to learn from this, and especially when he's face, facing these tough rush defenses like he's going to face against Arkansas, we're definitely going to see Snoop in there more. And the last one is: Did anybody see KJ Jefferson play in high school? And the answer to that is: I did uh, when he was in Sardis and Norpanola against one of the local ones. And look, I think Harry is right. I don't know what he's listed at, but the dude looks bigger than that. <laughs> and to watch him against the high school kids in North Mississippi just wasn't fair. And I remember because it was a it was a playoff game. Water Valley and, and North Panola playing. He was injured in that last game uh, and couldn't run on an ankle. Obviously, he's had some injury issues this year. But I watched that game again on Saturday. I, I think he has to use those legs to be successful in college more than he did even in high school. He could sling it a little bit. Again, it's a lot different throwing it against 3A Mississippi high school football teams than it is these SEC teams. He's a big dude. You'll have to pay attention to him for sure. And Traylon Burks, that's that's his go-to. You know, that's to get out. Um, when he gets out of the pocket, he breaks down the defense, makes plays a lot like we saw with Bo Nix over the weekend with Auburn against LSU. That's re- really when he makes his biggest plays is when he's scrambling around, breaks it down, and then Burks just goes out of the fly route and tries to make a play, and a lot of times they have. And that's really who Ole Miss has to focus on defensively in that back seven when he's out there scrambling around. And every time we get a text message, I'm sorry, Gordon, go ahead. No, I was going to say that, you know, um, if Jefferson comes out, his backup is not very good, and he can't throw the ball, and he's about 190 pounds. So maybe yeah. if he gets Wild knocked cow. out, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be uh, uh, a definite Ole Miss win because that kid is just not ready. He's a wildcat yeah. quarterback. Malik Hormsby. Yeah. We get the injury question all the time, so let's go into the Rebel Injury Report from Oxford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. What you got? Well, you know, first of all, you start with Casey Kelly. Um, I, that hurt Ole Miss. We saw last year Kenny had a lot of success against Alabama. That really relieved a lot of outside pressure having Kenny been able to work the middle of the field. They didn't have that this past week. Uh, Chase uh, made a good good catch, Rodgers. Um, you know, one or two catches there. But they're just simply not getting it to the tight end much. And he doesn't. Lane does not comment on injuries. We don't know if he's coming back this weekend or not, but I sure hope so because they definitely need him back. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, man, uh, you know, (laughs) 
that really threw a wrinkle in the game plan as far as I'm concerned. There was a noticeable difference between Ole Miss's offense with or without Mingo. They didn't have time to prepare without him. Uh, he's going to be out from what I hear five to six weeks, so it's going to be later in the season before he's back. Some say he might get a shot, try to play through it. I hear the injury is very similar to DK Metcalf's when he was coming out of high school. He played through it his senior year, but everybody's built differently. Luke Altmaier, he's been out. Um, didn't see him even dress. I don't even think he was there at the Alabama game. He's been hurt the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, that might put pressure on Tyrell Pingram. Uh, he might be the guy if he got hurt. Um, Matt Corral got hurt, so that's something. That's the Western Kentucky transfer. Don't know Luke's status. Maybe he's back this week. I don't know. He doesn't discuss injuries, but he's been out for the last week, uh, two weeks of practice. He has not practiced. And then Jake Springer, um, he has a shoulder injury. He's been out since the first half of the Louisville game. Uh, some speculate that, like Jonathan, this could be a four, five, six-week deal. Um, I don't think he's out for the season, as some have speculated, but I hear it's going to be several more weeks. And, you know, he's he's an enforcer back there, especially in the middle of that field, uh, bringing the hammer down there. We missed that. Oh, miss, missed that, excuse me. Uh, big time, I thought, bringing a physical presence in that uh, run defense. And, uh, you know, it's, it's it hurts. So those are the guys that we're aware of right now that are injured or will not be playing this weekend. But, again, Lane does not discuss or could be more that we don't know about. Sure. That's always what you'll find as, as it goes along. And I think to the comments back to Mingo, you didn't know it was going to happen until Thursday. And your game plan's there. Yeah. You're, you're, you're done. Could you change a few things? Maybe. Uh, but when your quarterback has been counting on Mingo being there, and that's been what you've been working on along with, you know, everybody else, that, that's tough. And then you're going to Tuscaloosa and play. Not to make excuses, obviously, right? Because you still uh, have recruited some guys to come in there and play. It's just difficult when that happens on a Thursday and you're playing on Saturday. Dennis Jackson, to me, is the guy that we saw there at the end of the Bama game when he could have scored, he didn't score. But I think that's going to be the explosive guy, in my opinion, to step up against Arkansas. They really need him to step up. And I agree with you on that. I mean, you've always been high on him. You talked about what a good camp that he had. And the bottom line, I mean, he was a four or five. I mean, he was one of the top recruits the year he was signed. Yeah. And he's a guy that can catch the ball fast and I think he's going to be your guy. I hope Plumlee's in there as well. We'll get some thoughts from the Arkansas Razorbacks next. Hawksports.com. Danny West joins us on the other side. Lenora's in Oxford, your go-to dinner play this season. Their daily ravioli is always amazing, and you cannot go wrong with the decadent crawfish mac and cheese. They have an excellent variety of seafood dishes, and their ribeyes and fillets are cooked to perfection every time. Have a taste of the weekend on Wine Wednesdays, too. Call for your reservation today at 662-236-1144. That's 236-1144. Located at 309 North Lamar. Great food and great vibes. It's a winning combination. Hey, cheers, and see you at Lenora's. Are you looking for a quality used car at a price fit for your budget? No Worries Automotive Group has locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. No credit check, no driver's license, no worries. Every vehicle comes with a 30-month, 30,000-mile service contract. Let our friendly and knowledgeable sales staff help you find the car you deserve. Remember, we have locations in Batesville, Olive Branch, South Haven, and Memphis. Find us anytime, anywhere at NoWorriesCars.com. 
Rebel fans, do you have real estate questions? Coldwell Banker Signature agents have the answers. Whether you're buying or selling, let the agents at Coldwell Banker Signature give you the home field advantage. Start your search now, www.oxford38655.com, or call them directly at 662-50-38655. Also, if you're thinking about a career in real estate, give Martin a call at 662-50-38655 to learn about the opportunities available. Find your home with Coldwell Banker Signature today. Never miss the game and never miss the party at the Library Sports Bar in Oxford. Grab a seat and a cocktail in the sports bar to watch the game on one of their many big screen TVs. Move on into the middle bar for some great live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Enjoy a breeze, a beer, and a ball game out in their patio as well. Stop in for happy hour from 3 to 7 during the weekdays. Have a big old time at the biggest bar in town. Meet you at the Brary, the Library Sports Bar on South 11th in Oxford. Basketball, baseball, and more are all right here on the Rebel Yell Hotline. The Rebel Yell Hotline with Yancey, Gary, and Gordon. Now, more of the Rebel Yell Hotline, presented by Cannon Motors. It is our game day outlook brought to you by Mars, Mars, and Mars, your contact for serious injuries for over 30 years. I'm Gary Darby, Yancey Porter, and Gordon Ford. We're all hanging out in the studios here in North Mississippi, chilling out a bit. Somewhere in the, the state west from hogsports.com is Danny West. Danny, this is Gary. How are you? Hey, Gary. I appreciate you guys having me on. How are y'all? We're doing fine. I think both of our fan bases are kind of in that same room together, aren't we? It's like, what in the world just happened? <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy, ain't it? I mean, I was telling Trey Biddy, our site publisher, uh, a couple weeks ago on his show, you, you kind of have to pinch yourself, you know? I mean, you, you Arkansas especially went through such a downtime, as you guys know. They were pitiful, man. And suddenly you look up, and, and now we've got a uh, – a top 20 matchup uh, this week to look forward to between the Hogs and the Rebels. Danny, this is Yancey Porter. Thank you so much for coming hey, on Yancey. our show. How you doing, my man? I'm good, buddy. I appreciate you having me. I think what Ole Miss fans want to know is, what is it about Ole Miss that Arkansas just has so much uh, confidence, success, crazy innings go their way from the Eli era all the way to the fourth and 25 to the four turnovers in the second half and the Luke era, and they come back from 24-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Right. I mean, what is it about Ole Miss? You know, I don't know. I would I would say um, uh, the two programs are, are quite similar, in my opinion. I don't know how, how people down there see it, but I think from a talent standpoint, they've always been pretty close, right? Therefore, you have quite a few close games, and for whatever reason, you know, I hate to, you know, I'm sure the Ole Miss people hate it, but for whatever reason, the some of those crazy games have just gone Arkansas's way. Um, it seems like quite a bit, don't it? So, I don't know, man. I, again, I think they're, uh, they've always kind of been on the same scale, you know, from a talent standpoint. Of course, Arkansas doesn't have the, the in-state talent that Mississippi does, um, especially without the JUCO system that, that Mississippi has. But, um, you know, they, they recruit on the same level, it seems to me. And, and like you said, I can't figure it out. I can't pinpoint it, but that is wild to think about. There's so many of those type games that have that have gone Arkansas's way, but you know, Ole Miss has won quite a few themselves too. Danny, this is Gordon Ford. I, I think I have an, an idea why it is that way because when Arkansas was coming in the SEC, they had T-shirts made something about 
being it, going to the SEC. And one thing is we all have in common, we still hate Ole Miss. So the reason is I think over the years that they've played each other so much, when they were in the Southwest Conference and Ole Miss was in the uh, SEC, and I think they played right. each other in some bowl games and stuff like that. And, you know, Arkansas, uh, I mean, you're right, they've had some hard times the last couple of years. Uh the coach before that, I think he had about eight quarterbacks come in there that all transferred out. So, you know. That's right. You know, I think they were hoping that the coach would transfer out. Well, I think they transferred him out. But Speak, you know. Speaking of Ole Miss, Arkansas, they had one game, wasn't it, in the 60s or 70s where Ole Miss or Arkansas made the field goal and it was in the fog and then the other school didn't accept it and they still don't put it in the media guide. I think Ole Miss made the there field goal. There was a goal. discrepancy. Yeah, and Arkansas refuses yeah. to put that in the media guide as Ole Miss winning or vice versa. I can't remember. <laughs> so this has been a long, strange series. Danny, let me it, it ask you about been. the – You know, it goes let me back to uh, – sorry to cut you off, but 1908, is that is that the first game, guys, between the two programs? I you got me on that. For a long time. Let's let's go to the offensive line for Arkansas, if you don't mind, because, you know, in, in getting ready to talk with you, I see uh, on Hog Sports that there may be some additions or more guys playing on the Arkansas offensive line. Not that, you know, look, both teams went up against unbelievable defenses. It's not a knock, per se, on your offensive line, but, but can we expect to see some new Hogs out there? I think so. I really do. Now, the first four games, Arkansas's offensive line, in my opinion, had made drastic improvements from where they were a year ago. They, they've gotten bigger. You know, this, this offensive line two years ago, guys, they, they averaged 292 pounds per man. Now, as you all know, that's, that's really not SEC caliber, right? But now they average, on the starting front anyway, 317 pounds per man. And still it wasn't big enough for a team like Georgia last week. And I can only imagine how Coach Pittman felt standing down on the sideline watching all of these you know, four- and five-star offensive linemen on Georgia's team that he recruited. I would imagine he sat there and said, hey, I remember that guy. I brought him in and him. Who do I have over here that plays and looks like those guys? So with that said, I think – uh, he's always kind of been a guy that week four and five, he's not afraid to mix it up a little bit, throw in some younger guys, even less experienced guys. If they are more physically um, uh, ready than some of his veteran guys, I think once you get into SEC play, he realizes you need grown men. And they've got a couple there with Jalen St. John. He was a very heavily recruited kid. And then, of course, uh, Takias Crawford, from two two classes ago, he actually signed with Charlotte. He had some great issues. He was committed to Arkansas for the longest. Chad Morris got fired. He went elsewhere and uh, kind of made his way back around through the transfer portal, but he was another big-time kid. And Those are really the two guys that Arkansas has on this line that, that you look at and say, well, they, they kind of look like what Georgia has down there. They're just really young right now, so we'll find out what they're all about on Saturday, I'm sure. I, I do think they're going to play some. They may not start, but I bet we'll see them. Danny, emotionally, you know, you have Pittman going up against his former mentor, and then Kiffin goes up against his former mentor, both of them kind of left with their tails tucked, to be honest. Um, where mm-hmm. where do you think Arkansas is emotionally? Uh, and where does Arkansas expect Ole Miss to be emotionally after those two games? Yeah, you know, I was I was intrigued by Coach Pittman's press conference today. I thought he 
I would encourage you guys, if you want to jump over on Hog Sports and check it out, I think any football fan can appreciate how he approached today's press conference. He, it was very much a, uh, an honest press conference. Um, he, uh, he identifies the fact that they're not on Georgia's level athletically yet. And who is? Maybe Alabama, right? But even Georgia yeah. has five more five stars than Alabama has right now. They're pretty good. So I think he's, he's understanding of the fact that they've come a long way, but they've still got a long way to go in terms of, uh, you know, competing against the very best of the best. And I think it probably helps to have that veteran leadership. You know, this is one of the oldest teams in the country with all the super seniors coming back, something like 23 overall seniors. I would lean more toward they're going to bounce back from a mental standpoint and be okay. But then again, you never know. I I feel like they were lucky to get out of there physically healthy, let alone mentally healthy. <laughs> uh, so, Dito. Danny, last year, excuse me, Arkansas lost their last four games. They played pretty well during the season. You know, it seems like they've improved somewhat. Chad Morris had basically tore them down. I mean, they, I mean, they were just in disarray there under him. How do you think the improvement, and are they where you think they would be today? They're ahead. They're ahead of where I ever would have expected them to be, to be honest with you. And I'm not just saying that for, for brownie points. Hell, nobody's listening from up here anyway down there right now. But, uh, <laughs> I, I'm truly uh, impressed. I, I really am. I've always thought highly of Coach Pittman, but I had no idea he could come in and be a head coach and, and hire really good, you know, big-time name coordinators to, to kind of run it for him. It's a genius move, in my opinion, and, you know, the kids believe in him. They love him. You can tell by how they act with him. Even after the Georgia game on Saturday, he had just got his butt whooped, and all those Georgia players wanted to come over and hug his neck. You know, he's he meant a lot to them uh, and to that program down there, and it's certainly the same case here. They, they love Coach Pittman, and uh, they fight for him. Now, they may not be as good as some of these teams are getting ready to play, but, boy, they'll get after it for that guy. They really do. Danny, I thought I think he's a classic example of everybody wanting to win the press conference during these, these hires. Uh, you know, everybody was questioning Sam Pittman, and I think he's a perfect fit for Arkansas. And my eyes, he's just done an incredible job, like you said. And I get no brownie points for saying that either. But from right. Arkansas's viewpoint, um, if they're going to beat Ole Miss Saturday, they have to do what? I think they're going to have to try to line up and run it. Not not necessarily play keep away, but very much do their best to keep that quarterback off, off the field. That sucker's good now. So, you know, I'd, Ole Miss, I think, has given up 210 yards uh, per game uh, rushing against SEC opponents. Now, you can look at that one of two ways. They just played Alabama. It's a pretty dadgum good team, right? And Arkansas, of yeah. course, their their statistics took a hit, too, by playing Georgia. So, you know, I think they're going to see some of those bigger, younger offensive linemen and uh, and then try to control the, the clock the best they can. Defensively, I mean, what can you do? Coach Coach Pitt talked about it earlier today, trying to contain uh, Corral, and and uh, I think they want to try to push the pocket and set the edge on him. Don't let him get around because he can hurt you in a lot of different ways. That's that's easier said than done because he he's got so many weapons. Uh, did I read that uh, Mingo is out? Yeah, 
Yeah. Yes. Uh, I hated to see that. I really did. And he's a great player. But, uh, again, they've got so many weapons at his disposal down there. So I think they're going to rely heavily on John Ridgeway, the transfer D-tackle that they brought in. He's been impressive so far. And then Trey Williams, they're going to have to ask him to play one heck of a game coming off the edge. But Ole Miss is going to get theirs. That offense is incredible. There's, uh, You've got to score points. You know, uh, you've got to try to outscore them. I would expect a high-scoring affair this weekend. And uh, K.J. Jefferson, a guy that I know you guys are very familiar with, a Mississippi guy, and, uh, and you know, he's going to have Thank to play you. lights out for them to uh, for them to try to win this game. Well, buddy, thanks for being on the program. Safe travels if you're, if you're making the way over here. And at least, in, I guess, in a reporter's world, 11 a.m. games are good things. You can kind of get done middle of the day. <laughs> That's right. You can still deer hunt in the morning, so uh, we'll, we'll have it covered. <laughs> Danny, t- t- tell us how to reach you, how, how the subscribers can get to your site and all that good stuff. Yeah, we're at hogsports.com under the 24-7 sports umbrella. That's H-A-W-G sports.com. And uh, we'll, we'll have the uh, the previews and everything else. I'm working on a recruiting battles story between the two programs, kind of a historical look at the two recruiting efforts there. So uh, y'all come and join us this week. We'd, we'd love to uh, mix it up with you a little bit. Thank you, Danny. Thanks, Danny. All right, guys. Thank you all. Thank you so much. Danny West with hogsports.com. He does a great job. I follow him recruiting over there and what he does over there. That's why I wanted to have him on. This this guy knows what he's talking about. So let's talk about the, you know, both teams, don't you think, are going to want to run the football on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, we we, we saw what happens when you shut right? Ole Miss's run game down, right? And, uh, you know, does, Ar- does Arkansas have the athletes that – Alabama does on that front seven to get the pressure on crowd. No, they don't. But I think one good thing that Ole Miss has going for themselves is the fact that when they face that three two six for the first time, right now they they're running a three two six, right? Mm-hmm. So they face that every day in practice. Not only have the rest of the teams throughout last season and this year run the three two six until Alabama, they went to a base defense and just uh, just dug their feet in and, and came after you and didn't make it confusing. But I think that helps Ole Miss facing that every day in practice, especially through the spring and through this fall practice. He brought up the, the rushing numbers. Alabama ran it 50 times, 210 yards. Of course, Robinson was 36 of those carries yeah. for 171 and four touchdowns. Yeah. But in the game against Georgia, right? Georgia ran a whole host of dudes, double digits. Like, they had four different guys with 10 or more carries. Wow. 56 carries, 273 yards of rushing. Because yeah. Georgia only threw the ball 11 times. I know it. They were playing their game. backup quarterback. But it, look look at these numbers. But he's, he's, he's a better quarterback than a lot of, you know, you starters know, in the league. A lot of other starters. That's Texas right. A&M would take yeah, yeah, Georgia yeah. only had, what, 376 yards. Arkansas defensively is giving up 280 yards a game. That's 4.28 a clip, number nine in the country. Ole Miss, what we said before the season, if they could just get in the 60s defensively, they got a chance to be special. They're holding on at 68, giving up 368 a game. I think last year they were giving up almost 530 a game. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and then 
third down defense, Arkansas is only allowing opponents to convert 28% of the time. Now, that is unbelievable. That's number 12 yeah, But look in the at country. the opponents. Yeah, but, I mean, they did play Texas. They did play Georgia. They played some teams now. Ole Miss has only given up 34% of the time. Last year, I believe Ole Miss gave up 62% of third down conversions. So Ole Miss has improved tremendously. 34% is outstanding. But back to Arkansas, you know, that's where that decisions are going to make. Do you bring Snoop in and and let the defense get their personnel in there, or do you go go with it and go in that speed? I'm keeping my fingers crossed they bring in Snoop. Let me play you one little clip from uh, Coach Kiffin. We still have about three minutes to chat here. You know, they run the ball really well. They don't give up explosive plays. I think they're second in the country in pass defense. You know, so this is a scheme we struggled with a year ago, and we basically switched to it. Pretty much on our defense because um, it's really good and you know they do a great job and they play super hard. That was the thing I took away at the back super end. Hard. They play super hard yeah. and even in that game against Georgia because I watched it almost from start to finish, even down thirty-seven to nothing, they didn't slow down. They were so, yeah, defense. They were still coming. One of my all-time favorite names to ever follow: Bumper Pool. Bumper Pool. Bumper Pool. <laughs> Look for number 10 on that. He's all over the side. place. But he is. He's like a pool. Those, he's, he's bouncing around all over the place. Those those two DNs they play, kind of like hybrid linebacker DNs, can get pressure on the quarterback. Now, they've gotten a lot of pressure on the quarterback throughout the season. So that's something Ole Miss's broker and James are going to have to do a better job of containment there on the outside, or it could cause some problems. They, yeah, they could. But uh, but um, you got, I think that Ole Miss will – Contain them because they're going to, you know, try to run right at them, and they can't throw the ball. Jefferson's, I mean, he's shaky. You know, they had to throw what a wide receiver pass against A and M. That was their trick play they did. And the bottom line, A and M wasn't that good. And no. I'm just, you know, Jefferson. He showed that he could not throw the ball against Georgia. Now Georgia's a great defense, but Jefferson. They had know, him on the move, though. They, yeah, they had him they, on the you, move, you, but I mean, he didn't clean, complete any passes. He just well, it was eight for thirteen. Yeah. I mean, eight for thirteen for sixty-five yards. Georgia's defense had a lot to do with that. Can Ole Miss's defense do that? And, and look, this this is a statement game. This is Mike D. Lane Kiffin's biggest game, I would say, since he's been a Rebel. Uh, this is the swing game for the season. You lose this game, it could be problems. Uh, you win this game, you, you wash that dirty mouth, uh, you know, dirty taste out of your mouth, and they can get going on and get on a roll. But this is a big game for Ole Miss, uh, much bigger than Arkansas, in my opinion. You mean Alabama? Yeah. No, oh, this yeah, Ole Miss Arkansas. game. Yeah, no, this I think Ole it's Miss a big game, game for Arkansas, too, because they lost four games in a row. You look at their schedule, they're playing Ole Miss. They just played Georgia. They're going to Auburn. Of course, they're going to pound Arkansas Pine Bluff. Mississippi State and LSU are their next games, and you don't know what to think about Mississippi State. You know. Yeah, but they don't have Matt Corral, and there are much higher expectations right. this season for Ole Miss. That's, That's why I say it's a bigger game for Ole it Miss is. than Arkansas. We'll come back with our Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment, the good, bad, and ugly, and finish up today's Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hello, Rebel Nation. Adam Matthews, one of our local finest, is providing some of the best food in town. Some of those places include the Alligator Lounge, located at Osborne Commons, 
King Steakhouse off of College Hills Road, and they have recently joined with Rebel Barn for the best barbecue in town. Please get your reservations ASAP to 662-638-3933. 662-638-3933. Cheney's Pharmacy is Oxford's oldest pharmacy with the newest ideas. Cheney's has COVID-19 vaccines, the flu vaccine, and B12 shots to keep your immune system strong. At Cheney's, we also have things for bath and body, home decor, and parties. You can treat yourself to our TCBY yogurt or ugly mug coffee. Our two-lane drive-thru is open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sunday, and home delivery is available. Service you deserve from the pharmacy you can trust. Cheney's Pharmacy, located at 501 Bramlett Boulevard, or call 234-7221. Big Double House Sports on Cracker Barrel Drive in Batesville celebrates 20 years in business this year. Check out the great selection now of major brands like Honda, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and Kawasaki. Featuring the most fun off the road and on the road. Motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides. Zero-turn mowers. Plus, you'll find generators by Honda and Polaris. And Big Delta is your steel power equipment dealer. Celebrating 20 years in business, whether it's work or play. Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. Joysticks Restaurant Arcade, Oxford's newest place to eat, drink, and play, is excited to say that we are now open for lunch. Starting at 11 a.m., seven days a week, we are now open for lunch. And yes, we have the burgers. Yes, we have the wings. But have you heard about them awesome carne asada fries, steak and shrimp fries, or the awesome fajita fries that everyone has been raving about? If not, you need to get the joysticks, man. Call 380-5249 or come see us at 1801 Jackson Avenue West, right across the street from Dairy Queen. Presented by Cannon Motors. Coming up next. Please take me back home to Mississippi. Well, we got about six, seven minutes left to go to talk with you. Ole Miss and Arkansas coming up at 11 in the a.m. Let me ask you, do you like those? you like the 11 o'clock games? No. No? <laughs> of course not. I'll be uh, 7 to 9 a.m. doing a show in the Grove, so I'll be there at about 6 with the squirrels. I'll go ahead and name my squirrel <laughs> that's running around the Grove a little bit earlier. Red and Blue Chips recruiting segment. It's brought to you by Oxford Ortho. What we got? Yeah, you know, there's some important pro- uh, prospects coming in. And this weekend, we'll start off uh, one guy everybody's familiar with, Stone Blanton at of MRA, four-star middle linebacker. We all know, as we saw, Ole Miss to get, needs to get tougher in that front seven. Bigger, thicker, stronger, Stone fits that bill. Um, he's coming in unofficially after taking an official visit to Ole Miss a couple weeks ago. Then he took an official visit to Mississippi State. Now he's returning to Ole Miss. It's, it's close between Ole Miss and State right now with Stone Blanton. Taylor Groves, a four-star safety uh, out of Cross Plains, Tennessee, will be in unofficially. He has kind of been the catalyst for Ole Miss on the recruiting efforts and recruiting other players. He's taken the bull by the horns, so to speak, and really helped out getting other players committed to Ole Miss and getting Ole Miss on the minds of other uh, blue-chip prospects throughout the country. Really, really good-looking Players 6'3", 6'4", is going to get to about 205, 210, can really run. Going to help that Ole Miss defense out a lot. Another guy committed, this one from Arkansas, will be coming in for his official visit from Little Rock, Jalen White. Another 6'3", 6'4", 205 type safety. That's really going to be a linebacker at Ole Miss, outside linebacker, big-time player. He's helped this team to the number one ranking there in the state. 
of Arkansas and is actually playing quarterback on offense. Uh, it tells you the athleticism and how, how he can run. Ethan Moss, unofficially 2023 tight end out of Swanee, Georgia, four-star, right at the number seven tight end in the country. As we all know, Ole Miss, we just talked about it, needs to improve that tight end position. And then, really, the biggest visit of the day is going to come from Devin Brown, who is a top 100 prospect, top five quarterback prospect in the country from Utah. Uh, he's committed to Southern Cal. As soon as Southern Cal fired their head coach, uh, Lane Kiffin and Levy offered him. The next day, three days later, they were over there to watch him play in a high school football game. Uh, things are hitting up with Devin Brown, and that would be a huge gift for Ole Miss. As we all know, you know, quarterback is an uncertain right now going into the 2022 season. Uh, Ole Miss also picked up, since we were last on the show, their number one target, uh, running back in Quinshawn Juckins, another snoop-like Type guy that's already about 208 right now. He'll be 220, 225 as soon as he's in a weight program. One cut runner can really, really run over you, through you, and around you. The guy is a human highlight machine. He was the 5A class, uh, 5A player of the year last year. And then Jarrell Stinson, talking about speed at cornerback, he ran, he, he won the Alabama uh, track and field state championships in the 100 meter, the 200 meter, the 400 meter, and the long jump. Can't teach speed, man. <laughs> no <laughs> he way. He was committed to Auburn. Uh, I really like this guy. He's playing a lot of running back this year as well. When you watch him run the ball, he's running over people. Uh, he's got nice little size, about 5'11", 180 pounds. He's going to be a really good cornerback. Uh, so things are really still popping on the recruiting front. Uh, you know, we all saw the talent difference between Ole Miss and Alabama, and they're going to have to recruit themselves out of this. On the way out in about the last three minutes, the good, bad, and ugly, sponsored by Big Delta Power Sports, our buddies over in Batesville. What you got? Well, first, we're going to start with the good. I know it's hard to believe there was any good watching that game, but here's a few good things that I saw. Ole Miss, I thought, played really hard late in that second half. When it had been easy to let go of the rope, we've seen that happen before in the past, but I thought Ole Miss kept playing. I thought they really kind of found themselves a little bit defensively when they went to that 3-4. Hopefully we're going to see more of that alignment set coming up this Saturday. I'd like to see Ole Miss get a little bit more multiple. Matt Corral, how would you say that was good with only 21 points and maybe his lowest production as a Rebel? Look, he was running for his life. I mean, every single snap Alabama had somebody on top of him. He did not force any throws but won the whole game. Lane Kiffin mentioned that in the press conference. Really stayed on schedule. You know, had some unbelievable passes. The one over there to, to Sanders that went about 60 yards in the air, scrambling for his life, threw it on his back foot, was a thing of beauty. Um, number three, and this might sound kind of funny, but look, old Ole Miss might be looking a little bit better next year because some of these underclassmen that we thought were going to be leaving early uh, might not be leaving early now. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> so what bad came of that Alabama game might be good for the 2022 season. Obviously, Matt Corral is going to leave early. He's going to be a top 10 draft pick, but I don't, I don't know. I don't see the other guys that were hinted about or thought about that were going to leave early. I don't, I don't know if they're going to have that chance to leave early as some expected. Um, the bad. 
Well, you can mix the bad and the ugly together, but we'll start with the line of scrimmage. I mean, Bama just whipped Ole Miss on both sides. It, it was uh, night and day, the line of scrimmage. Uh, that Ole Miss has got – look, they – they were able to create almost 700 yards of offense against Alabama last year with basically the same offensive line. It's not all about the Jimmy and Joes. They got to get it together. He Lane had mentioned that he was not happy with the offensive line just the prior week when they put up those points. Now we see why. Offensive line has got to get better. Uh, the ugly. To me, you know, when you when you beat an Alabama or hang with Alabama, you have to outflank Alabama. You have to set up an edge, get an advantage on them, and that's what we saw last year from Ole Miss. You certainly can't have Alabama outflank you, and that's what happened. Alabama, rather, is staying in the three-two-six defense too long. Rather, is not going with Snoop enough on those third and fourth down conversions. They simply got out coached Saturday. All right. We thank Harry Harrison. We thank Danny West. We thank you guys for listening and text messaging in. We'll do this again next Monday from 6 to 7. Good job, fellas. We put another one in the books. Good deal. Let's come back and talk about that win next Monday night, okay? Rhino, thanks you as well for being with us and doing the job that you do. It's the Cannon Rebel Yell Hotline. So long. Howdy toddy. Howdy toddy.